Good afternoon. Welcome back from the desert that is the college football bye week. I am Gabe DeArmond. You are on PowerMizzou.com's YouTube channel, which you, I'm going to guess you probably know and don't need me to tell you. If you have just managed to stumble upon this, uh, we greatly appreciate it. And thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Tiger Recruiting Tuesday. We'll bring Sean Williams into the fold momentarily. Uh, always on this show, we bring into the fold right off this right off the top former Mizzou football player Brandon Barnes who is now your go-to guy in the mortgage game he is over at USA Mortgage here in Columbia but he can do anything you need anywhere in the state of Missouri up in Oregon Missouri maybe if you're if you're looking for a place um, I don't know what there is to do in Oregon so I don't like have a great tie-in here. I've just driven through it and I know it's a town. So if you want to move to Oregon, Missouri and you need a mortgage, then Brandon Barnes is your guy. Uh, bbarnes at usa-mortgage.com. Get a quote at showmemortgage.com. Get in touch with Brandon at the phone numbers there, 818-2772 or 590-0001. Those are 573 area codes. Brandon's got great customer service. He's got the best rates you're going to find. And he will find something that works for you if you get in touch with him. So we encourage you to do that. And uh, we encourage you to uh, listen to all the wisdom of Sean Williams for the next 20 or 30 minutes. That's what we're going to do here on the recruiting show. Um, Sean, I fully expect this to be our most popular show ever because this is the first show we've done since Luther Burden was a Missouri commit. So I mean, automatically, we don't even have to say anything. Just everybody loves it. Well, it, it's either that or it could be a huge letdown just because the anticipation <laughs> and the rumors were flying before this commitment. And now that it's actually happened, I mean, nobody really cares about our show anymore. So, right. You know. That's fair. The, the recruiting <laughs> class is done. He's number 15. The class is 15th. <laughs> Nothing else needs to happen. It, it's all a success. Like there are legitimately people that feel that way. Uh, they will continue to recruit other players, but like, we'll get to, to some of those players and uh, some of, of what they're looking at and, and, just some kind of big picture and housekeeping stuff later on this show. But I think it is worth at least kind of looking back a week ago at this time. Uh, this is right about the time we were both actually headed toward uh, St. Louis. And I people don't believe this, but we legitimately both got there at like 4.15 or so. And like we weren't sure where the kid was going. I, I don't think we felt confident until probably right around six o'clock yeah yeah i think that was uh, the point i know we were already set up we were re ready to go obviously he was a little bit late i think it started yeah. like around 6 15 6 20 but uh which you know you had to do your, uh you had to improv there on your uh, live stream and just kind of keep the keep the masses excited for the next 20 minutes while we, he announced. We, but we had a lot of good chats about why i was wearing a mask inside and things like that yes right yeah well, yeah all, all the important stuff but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um we got i mean i got missed i think you probably got the same messages that you know uh hey it's missouri and that was like probably at least five minutes before six o'clock or some somewhere in that range uh we started getting a couple messages from some important people that mm -hmm. uh said it was going to be missouri so i mean we were i guess you know we even though we didn't know we were Pretty confident, but uh, a little bit more uh, reassuring whenever we got those right. two messages. So I would say I was north of fifty percent, but like nowhere near a hundred percent. Right, right. Yeah. 
so it, it was good. Uh, it, it makes for good live uh, live streaming whenever uh, you know your your site's called Paramazoo and you go to a five stars uh, commitment and uh, announcement, and, and he goes Missouri. to Missouri. So yeah, <laughs> yeah the commit the the comments had it been Georgia might have been less favorable. The reviews of the show might have been less favorable. Right, you might have got a few thumbs down, but hey, yes. I mean, look. You know, it's uh, it's all part of the business. We got, you know, look, uh, it was, a, you know, like I said, up in the air, 50-50, and, and uh, hey, we're going to go cover it regardless, and it worked out great in our favor, so. Yes, yes, uh, that was good day for us, good day certainly for Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz when they badly needed one. So we've had a lot of, let's just start here, we've had a lot of hypotheticals if this, you know, if this class includes Burden, where's it rank? If it doesn't, where's it rank? So they are number 15 with Luther Burden in the fold. So I, I don't know. What are we looking at here? Do you, I think Mitchell said last week on, on one of our shows, he thought this was the high watermark. Like he doesn't think the class is going to be ranked at any point between now and signing day higher than it was the day Luther Burden committed. Agree or disagree? I think considering who they're going after, uh, just looking at ratings and things like that, I would probably agree with that. I mean, because uh, you have to think um, maybe they add another four-star or something like that. Is it going to move the needle that much? Uh, you know, it may a little bit, but not probably towards the top because you got to think all these other schools uh, that are ahead of Missouri, they're going to keep adding dudes, you know, and they're going to keep adding highly rated guys. So they're going to kind of climb. And even the, guy, even the schools that are a little bit below Missouri are going to keep adding guys. So... Yeah, I think probably 15 is the watermark uh, because, I mean, you kind of break it down. We think they're going to go to sign 25, but we also think some of those guys are going to be JUCO guys. And, you know, JUCO guys are normally not rated that high, you know. So just because, you know, rivals, we don't get out the JUCO, you know, games that evaluate these kids. So, you know, I, I think, you know, because – we, we talked about it last week or in, in previous weeks. In defensive line, they need some guys that can come in here and play right away. So those are going to be probably some Duco guys. They might add another high schooler or two. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think 15 is a good watermark. I'd probably agree with that. And the interesting part will be the transfers because the transfers aren't going to figure into the class. So it kind of right. depends how many they have. Right now they've got 15 kids and they're all high school kids, right? So – Right. For the ranking to reach kind of its ceiling, they need to have five more high school kids in this class. I think they will. And and the other interesting thing is, so if you look at the our team rankings, Missouri has 15 commitments. Teams number 16 through 25 all already have at least 17 kids. Kentucky's at 26 with 15. Ole Miss is at 29 with 15. And then you start to get into the 30s where there are teams that have 13 and 14 commitments. So you keep an eye on a team like Florida that's 34th. They only have 13 commits mm -hmm. right now. They could, you know, make a late push for some of these highly ranked guys in past Missouri. But I, I'm comfortable saying it's going to be a top 20 class. And I actually think it has a chance to be a top 15 class. Yeah. Um, I. I kind of agree with you in the top 20 part. I think, like you said, you're going to sign – I mean, they're going to sign at least five more high schoolers for sure, uh, depending on what they're ranked. I think they'll stay in that 15-20 range for sure. All right, so let's get to uh, – and appreciate anybody that's watching live here. Again, we move the schedule around, we know, so uh, we do this more for, for 
delayed purposes and for podcast purposes than we do for the live stream, but appreciate you guys who can join us here while we're doing it. Um, it's got a couple questions about particular guys, and then we're going to do a little bit more big picture stuff. But Colby asks, uh, what are Missouri's chances for Samuel Mpemba? And he's a kid who is originally from St. Louis. He's at IMG now. You probably know more about this than I do. I've never really gotten the impression that there's much of any chance for Missouri, right? It's not going to be Missouri for sure. And I, I know he's asking that because I think Impemba just tweeted out he's going to commit sometime soon. Here. Oh, okay. Uh, so he just tweeted that out. So, yeah, I'm not expecting that to be Missouri. Uh, Notre Dame, I think he's visited there recently. Uh, I think he visited Florida recently. And I'll tell you what, I mean, it, like, I haven't really paid a whole lot of close attention to his recruiting process just because Missouri hasn't really been too involved there. You know, I mean, he's mentioned Missouri previously that, it, you know, he's, that's a place he'd like to get back to, but I don't think that's ever materialized. And, you know, obviously him tweeting out, you know, hey, a commitment's coming soon. I'm going to I'm gonna probably go out and say, hey, it's going to be Notre Dame or Florida or one of those top schools. I think maybe he visited Ohio State too, but I'm not 100% sure there. But it's not going to be Missouri for sure. Okay. Uh, Adam is asking any feelings on the running back that was committed to USC. His name is DeAnthony Gatson, I believe. And I had just posted last night, somebody in our network told me that he is planning to visit Missouri officially in December. He's a four-star kid, was committed to USC. He's from somewhere in Texas. Um, look, I, I don't know if Missouri's going to get him or not, but Missouri is looking for another running back in this class. At this point, that is indisputable. Yeah, I think Missouri was probably the first team to maybe, or at least the first one he tweeted that uh, offered him after he decommitted from USC. So uh, obviously there's some ties there. I think Curtis Looper uh, is pretty familiar with Texas kids. So, uh, but yeah, Missouri got in on him. I mean, yeah, I've reached out to him. He's been relatively quiet since he decommitted from USC. Uh, hasn't done a lot of stories, hasn't done a lot of interviews. So that, uh, that, bit of info from our texas guys was probably the first bit of info we've got mm. uh regarding him just in terms of you know what his interest level is with missouri so it sounds good you know but uh i'm kind of curious who else is involved you know and and uh you know we said hey maybe maybe an official visit materialize is still a long ways away you know and we also also just posted that uh story on uh andrew paul he's the new running back target that they just offered uh, last week and, um, you know, he's kind of a guy that's flown under the radar, hasn't really um, hasn't really got any offers since the summer. But uh, he's putting up some really good numbers down there in the Dallas area. And uh, obviously, Missouri is pretty impressed with him. He said he's been talking to uh, Curtis Looper for about a month now and uh, they extended an offer for him. So he's he's pretty excited, obviously, about an SEC opportunity. And he says he would definitely plan to come visit uh, Missouri, like probably in December after his season's over. So that's another guy to keep an eye on. Obviously, I know. <clears throat> I guess between the two, everybody's all hyped up about Gasson because he's the higher-rated kid. Right. Uh, but we'll kind of see where that goes. I mean, he's he's been pretty tight-lipped. I mean, I, I've tried to reach out to him and, and got nothing. So uh, that one's going to be a hard one to read, uh, whereas Paul's a little bit more under the radar. He's uh, he's uh, he's excited about the Missouri offer, so he'll talk a little bit more. So, right. uh, yeah, but we'll see how that goes moving forward. But obviously, like you said, I mean – uh, and I think people are hyped up because you've got you, you've already got Tavares Jones in the class, and he's a four-star kid, and he's highly rated. And you got Gasson, who you could possibly add that's at least showing some interest and is thinking about coming for an official visit. You could add too. So 
to get two four-star kids, I mean, that would be if you had a guy like Gaston. I mean, uh, there you go. There's there's a definitely uh, definitely maybe solidifying a top fifteen class there if you add him to the fold. So that's what I was going to say. He's one of those high school kids that can really kind of make a difference in that ultimate class ranking. It right. Who knows what it means in the end, but uh, it's a nice shiny thing to to put out there on. Uh, on signing day, um, this is my spam account. Wants to know if we have any updates on the DJ Westlack situation or any idea on the time frame. Look, right now, recruiting is on hold because the legal situation has to resolve itself. Um, we are not judges. We are not juries. We are not lawyers. We don't know if it's going to, how quickly it's going to. With the current legal situation... Nobody is going to accept a commitment from him with that as it is today. Um, now, again, it, it could blow over and go away. And if it does and coaches are, you know, satisfied that that's resolved um, and they feel good about it, then there will be – I'm sure there will probably be some schools who say, nah, even though it was resolved, like, we just don't need that. But he right. will have an opportunity to play Division One football if this is resolved, and it is not a big deal. Um, but that has to happen first. You're not taking a commitment from a kid with a potential felony charge hanging out there, and that is has nothing to do with whether he is guilty or not. We have zero idea on that and do not want to imply that. Only that the charge is out there, and nobody's going to take him while that charge is out there. And that's that. There's really nothing more to to know about it at this point. So yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to add there. It's perfectly said. I mean, there's a, too much in limbo there legally uh, to even know where that's going to end up and mm -hmm. where they where his recruiting process is going to go. That's got to get resolved first before we, uh, we know anything. Yeah, uh, Kyle wants to know: Do we know who the top quarterback target is for 2023? So they offered. <laughs> Sam Van Dyne from Liberty North. They offered J.J. Cole from Iowa, and they offered a third guy whose name is slipping my mind, Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson. I don't know how his name slipped my mind. They offered the point guard yeah. from the San Antonio Spurs. Exactly. Uh, and the former head coach. Um, last week, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is a pecking order that they would like in the room. There's not much danger in offering all three now because the chances that one is going to call and say, yes, I want to commit today probably aren't high. I I don't know for sure that they'd take any of those three today. I mean, maybe they would. You know, they did offer, and one of them's an in-state kid, but but I don't have any idea what the, what the order of preference would be. It's a great question because I actually have a story ready to go on this, on the quarterbacks. I did a little bit more digging. So I've got some story. messages out. Um, and obviously I was waiting for you to do your Avery Johnson impersonation, but you failed yeah, and did not do that. And, I um, I was I'm, really wanting to see that. I'm very, very poor at impressions. <laughs> the Avery Johnson, uh, voice impression would be awesome right yeah, now. So <laughs> I, I need like sound effects. I need a better producer than me. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of Avery Johnson, he did actually message me back uh, earlier today. Uh, I just kind of reached out to him. And he's a guy that's visiting Missouri during the summer, um, and uh, he told me he's very interested in Missouri. Uh, he is looking to come up and visit for a game in November, so uh, whichever home games those are in November. He's yeah, I think there's only one. one more. Yeah, I think there's only one more, right? Yeah, so it's uh, – 
Um, so he's looking to do that. I know K-State's obviously hard after him. Uh, Notre Dame, I think he's been there a couple times. I think they're pressing pretty hard. Um, kind of looked at, at some of the recent interviews he's done. He said he's kind of looking to make a decision in the spring. Um, so, you know, and you, you're going to see that with these 2023 quarterbacks. They're going to make decisions pretty early. because They're going to jump in on a school and, and claim their spot and start uh, recruiting other guys. And I looked, in the, I looked at J.J. Cole, and obviously he's a guy that's uh, – I don't know if he visited during the summer, but he was up. He was up at Missouri for the Texas A&M game. We got some right. quotes from him. Uh, Clint Cosgrove has, and um, you know the funny thing about uh, JJ Cole is uh, his dad was a former kicker at Iowa State, and Cole's kicking. He is the oh, director yeah. of Cole's kicking. Okay. So that's an interesting nugget there. So Iowa, Iowa State. You know, you have to thank those two teams are probably in play for him just because he's from Iowa. His dad's an Iowa State grad. He's another kid that in a recent article said he would like to make a decision in the spring, so he's kind of looking to do it relatively soon, you know. Um, and, um, you know, the wild card, Sam Van Dyne, who, uh, you know, he's I think he visited Missouri three times over the summer. You know, he camped there. He took a couple unofficial visits. And then Missouri, uh, Missouri dropped an offer out to him. So he's one to maybe keep an eye on. I don't know if they would accept a, a commitment from him right now, but they obviously threw an offer out there. So they must really like his film so far. He's had a really good junior season so far. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see where that goes. I mean, I would I would probably say keep an eye on him more than the other two just because, you know, a lot of people want Avery Johnson. You know, J.J. Cole's got ties to Iowa and Iowa State, obviously. So, uh, but yeah, I mean they've only those are the three offers, and then the only other offer they got the quarterbacks in 2023 is the Raheem Jarrett kid from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and that was a year ago. So I don't know what the interest level is there uh, with him, or if he even you know if he even talks to Missouri anymore. So yeah, I mean, you know those three are ones to pay attention to, but I don't see any commitments happening right off the bat. If it was, it'd be Sam Van Dyne. I don't know if they would accept one from him right now, though. Back to Avery Johnson. Any updates on Jason Kidd or Steve Nash's recruitment? <laughs> well, uh, who, who's Jason Kidd uh, the head coach for now? I can't I don't remember. remember. The Mavericks, I, I don't think, follow yeah. Him, yeah. So, and Steve Nash is coaching the Nets, you know. So, so uh, it looks unlikely was, on both was, those guys? I had a lot of I had a lot of uh, Jason Kidd rookie cards, and I had a lot of Steve Nash rookie cards growing up. So uh, okay. definitely. Uh, but on, on the quarterback kinda, on the quarterback situation, though, I think it's important to to say this. Like at one point, we weren't positive they would take a twenty three quarterback. They're going to take one, and they're going to take right. one every year. And here's why. I, I think it's pretty likely that a Missouri quarterback enters the transfer portal this year. And then I think it's pretty likely another Missouri quarterback enters the transfer portal next year because they've got Connor Bazelak, who technically still has two years left. They've got Brady Cook, who's a redshirt freshman, Tyler Macon, who's a true freshman, and Sam Horn, who is going to be a true freshman. So that's three guys within a year of each other, eligibility-wise. Two of them are not going to ever start a football game at Missouri. I mean, that's just... Like, it's simple math. It's it's saying nothing about the kids. Two of those three are never going to start, which tells me two of those three are probably not going to finish their careers here. So you better have a 2023 guy who comes in and is ready to at least be a backup to start. And then, hey, if he ends up transferring out too, deal with it later. But but that's kind of what you got to do in, uh, in recruiting. Uh, Mr. Wonderful wants to know, uh, what I assume that should be type of player would you want to transfer to Mizzou or would want to transfer to Mizzou? Um, I would assume one that plays football and wants to play. 
You know, maybe <laughs> one that wants to play in the SEC. One, and obviously Mr. Wonderful, I hope it's in reference to Paul Orndorff, the wrestler, but we'll we'll see about that, see if he replies. But anyway, yeah, uh, preferably transfers that can play right away and at least be in your rotation, you know, uh, especially on the defensive line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Adam wants to know, for offensive and defensive line, is the thinking currently that they'll hit the portal and the JUCO ranks hard? And this kind of ties into uh, – Colby is asking about Deion Walker. I mean, I think they'd love Deion Walker. I don't know that they have to have a Juco or a transfer offensive lineman. They might take one, but I don't think they have to have one. They've got, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz talked today. It's not out of the question that Case Cook comes back next year. Um, you know, Javon Foster's going to be back. Xavier Delgado's back. Uh, they got some backups, EJ and Doma Ogar, uh, Connor Wood, Connor Tollison. They've signed three or four guys. Like, I, the the issue is that we get way too hung up on, well, where are the guys that can help us next year? Those guys better already be on your roster. If you are right. recruiting now for guys who can help you next September, you largely aren't going to be very good, In especially in Missouri's situation where, and especially on the offensive and defensive line, where guys you recruit, for the most part, hey, they're going to need a minute before they can contribute. Next year's help is mostly needs to be what you have. The recruiting now is mostly for 2023 and beyond. Right, I agree with that. I mean, I think if you're looking, going back to the original question, if they're going to grab some JUCOs, I can see that happening on the defensive line, whether they grab one or two. Maybe uh, secondary, I wonder. But yeah. Yeah. Or linebacker. Let's just say they defense. Did offer, <laughs> defense. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> Secondary, they did offer the uh, Moses Alexander kid. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they're looking for some help secondary-wise, JUCO-wise Juco, uh, Juco there. So they just extended an offer to that kid. So, yeah, I would I would think, uh, I would think like you said, just, just looking at who they've been offering on the offensive line, defensive line, they're probably going to stick to high school kids on that front, front for the most part. So. Yeah, um, and Tom is asking about uh, – well, specific to Deion Walker, I mean, we put in the in the chamber last week, we're kind of hearing it's a Mizzou-Kentucky um, might be the, the biggest deal. We had initially thought Michigan-Michigan State, but I think some wires got crossed. They dropped one of his uh, either good friends or high school teammates at Michigan. Not sure quite what's going on at Michigan State, but uh, Missouri-Kentucky seemed to, seemed to kind of be in good position. Yeah, I think that's going to kind of come down to what position does he want to play, I guess, because Missouri likes him at offensive line. I'm not really sure what Kentucky likes him at, whether it's D-line or O-line. But uh, um, I know what people had kind of talked about. Well, why don't you play D-line? But, I mean, he's six foot seven, and he's yeah. – <laughs> you, know, you can't really play. Why, you know, why don't he play tackle. power forward? Yeah, defensive tackle, six foot seven defensive tackles usually don't work in the SEC. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they like him at offensive line, but he, I mean, he just took an official visit to Missouri. So obviously there's a lot of interest there mm -hmm. and look, like you said, uh, if the things we're hearing are true and you know, there is some, some maybe disregard for Michigan, maybe dropping his, uh, teammates. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's even better. You know, right. if those, if those two Michigan teams are out of it and there's a little bit of angst there, I mean, that's, uh, that's even better for Missouri. Um, and Tom is asking about Dominique orange. I mean, look, Everything we're hearing is, I'm not sure where this kid's going to end up, man. I'm not sure it's a power five. 
uh, based on kind of I know he's a four star kid, and so people kind of kind of see that, and he's huge. But everything we're hearing is that the senior season hasn't been great, and a lot of those offers that look like offers, like I'm not positive Missouri's there. I'm not sure Iowa State's there anymore. I, I'm not sure those options exist right now. Yeah, I agree. I, not getting a whole lot of buzz from from that, and just considering his senior season, how that's going. I know. I think Mitchell's been to a couple of his games. He said, "You know, I'm looks okay, but uh, uh, is Kansas is Kansas still a power five option for him? Power that was kind of like was a, a jab at Kansas. Power three and a half, maybe something like that. <laughs> Although, hey, they looked good last weekend. Uh, they might be. Uh, they might be going to Conference USA. So. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Them in Missouri State. So, uh, yeah, but, but there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of like. Uh, I guess there's a lot of mystery surrounding him, mm-hmm. and you know, just his recruiting process right now. And and I'm like you, Gabe. I don't think he has a lot of options, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I, I think if he does end up, I don't know where Missouri stands with him, but I think if he ends up anywhere, it might be Kansas, to be honest with you. And that and look, that could change between now and signing day, right? Weird things happen. Mm. Kids don't qualify. Kids get hurt. Kids decommit, and coaches start to panic. And some of those options that aren't there now might be there in four weeks. So, right. so we'll wait and see. Um, I want to get to because I appreciate the questions. I'll get to one quick non-recruiting question we have here. I'll just take it and, and get it done with, and then we'll move on. Eric wants to know, other than firing Steve Wilkes, what are the hurdles to hiring Will Muschamp as defensive coordinator? Um, well, I mean, Will Muschamp would have to want to come as defensive coordinator. It is not as simple as just saying we pick you and you're our defensive coordinator. He would have to agree to that. I would imagine that Will Muschamp will have some other options after this season. I don't believe that. First of all, I'm not sure Missouri's going to be looking for a defensive coordinator. And if they are, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be the only ones. So the other hurdle besides Missouri wanting to hire Will Muschamp would be Will Muschamp wanting to be hired by Missouri. But other than that, ready to go, man. Line it up. Here we are. Gabe, if I had any, I don't have cash on me, but if I had like any kind of cash, I'd just whip it out and be like, hey, it's all about the money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to pay a little bit. Sure. No question about it. Um, So uh, I kind of wanted to, when we started this, I wanted to talk about the, the big picture stuff a little bit. And I just kind of want to do a little primer for fans because this is, I mean, I tried to update the scholarship chart a couple nights ago. And it's really hard, man. Like, I don't really know what class anybody is in right now, right? Like, Tyler Beatty could come back next year. No, he's not coming back. I mean, we're almost certain he's not coming back. But a guy like Sean Ketting, he's on scholarship. He's Missouri's kickoff specialist. If he comes back, that ties up a scholarship. So, right now, I mean, we've got Missouri with, like, I don't know, 78 scholarship guys that are eligible to come back next year. Now, those guys are not all going to come back, obviously. Um, so, I don't know, take away. I think it's actually down to 77 since Jamie Petway transferred. But let's say, like, eight of them leave. I don't know. So, that, so now you're at 69. Well, they've got 15 scholarship guys. So, there you're at 84. There's not a ton of room. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz was kind of asked about this today and said, hey, figuring it out is everybody's biggest challenge right now. How many spots are you going to have and all that? But... So some other guys are going to leave, but just general rules, here's how it works. You can sign up to 25 players starting December, I don't know what day the signing period is this year, but like around December 18th, something like that. You can sign up to 25 guys, whether those are high school guys, JUCO guys, transfer guys, does not matter. You can sign up to 25 guys. And then anytime after December 18th, 
there are up to seven spots available. If someone transfers out of your program, you can replace that transfer with another signee. Again, whether it's a high school guy, transfer, whatever, doesn't matter. But you cannot sign more than 25 on December, the first day of the signing period. And then however many transfer out, you can add up, you can replace up to seven of them. But uh, Mitchell Forty, who's done a little bit more with the numbers than I have, indicated that in order to get to a class of 32 guys, Missouri would need probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 transfers after this season. I don't think 20 guys are going to transfer. Like, I think a fair number are going to transfer, but I don't think it's going to be 20. Yeah, I don't really know what you want me to add to that. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, just, it, it, I mean, this is, it, it's really hard. And I know you cover a couple different schools in recruiting. This has got to mm-hmm. be a nightmare for these coaches. I mean, I'm just trying to figure it out for a story that literally says unofficial in the title. These guys right. actually have to know you're dealing with not only the 25 annually, but the 85 overall and the super seniors. And you don't know if a guy's a true sophomore or a redshirt freshman or a true junior. I mean, it's a yeah. nightmare, man. Yeah, the co- the COVID years really kind of threw everything off, and you get an extra year. So I, I can only imagine that the people on there, certain people on staff, it, it looks mm-hmm. like a scene from The Hangover before they go down to the casino and <laughs> take it, you know, take it for all its money. You know, they're sitting there, and all these equations are going through the guy's head and right. everything like that. So I mean, that's kind of how I feel when I'm trying to figure this out. And I, and yeah, I just kind of throw my hands up and just be like, hey, I'll uh, right, you know, we'll deal with it yeah, when it happens. Whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. Maybe I'll ask somebody what the exact numbers are, but I might not get a straight answer, you know? So. Well, because, because truthfully, I don't think they know, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, because we're five weeks away from the end of the season, so they don't know who all's coming back. I mean, take a guy like Jatorian Hansford at Missouri, right? This theoretically is his last year. He has played some this year, not a lot. Well, Chris Turner's out for the season, so Jatorian Hansford's going to play more. So what if he plays pretty well for five weeks and says, you know, I like the coaches. I like the guys. I'm not going to be an NFL draft pick this year. But, like, maybe these five weeks make me think if I play well next year, I can be. So now I want to come back. And then Missouri's got to decide if they want him back. It's just, I don't know. I, I hate to keep harping on we saw this coming the, literally the day the NCAA made this idiotic ruling. But right. it's really messed everything up. Here's the thing that, that uh, you know, I just kind of think of scenarios in my head. You know, whenever you do go through the December signing period and maybe you don't sign a full 25, you know, because right. you're kind of waiting to see what the numbers do. And then you have – and then between that time and the and the second signing period in February, you got like 15 kids to transfer. You know, what do you do then? How do you replace them? You know, mm-hmm. so those are just kind of scenarios I kind of run through my head and just be like, well – how do teams prepare for that? Because you might get blindsided by that amount of transfers that you don't know about. So it's a lot to it's a lot to take in, a lot to digest. I'm glad I'm not on the staff and have to figure that out. Right, so. and it's going to be kind of a two-sided thing here in that, yes, there are going to be some kids who are encouraged to look elsewhere, but this is not a one-year fix for Missouri. I mean, you want to go back two or three years to the scholarship restrictions they had because of the ridiculous NCAA sanctions. I mean – Eli Drinkwitz ain't getting back to a full 85 of 85 guys that he thinks are ready to go in year one. It's going to be at least one more full recruiting cycle and maybe even two before he gets to that point. So, um, right. 
I don't know. A lot of questions today. Appreciate that. I feel like we covered everything. I don't know, Sean. Did we not cover anything? Is there is there anything? Uh, any other late nineties point guards you want to discuss or anything? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Uh, sorry about the late nineties point guards. Uh, uh, I named like all there. three I know. So yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, I remember uh, Steve Nash, Santa Clara uh, yes. in the NCAA tournament, man. So that was a good run for them. 15 so. seed Santa Clara over two seed Arizona. I remember that as well. Right. So, all right. So yeah. I got to run over to practice. I know you got stuff going on, but uh, appreciate it, Sean. We'll catch up, man. All right, man. See you, Gabe. All right, that is Sean Williams helping us out here every week on the Tuesday Recruiting Show, kind of filling you guys in uh, or trying to fill you in on what's going on and do appreciate all the questions and everybody that, that joined us here live. Hopefully we, we got some of those answered for you guys. Um, as I said, I'm going over to Mizzou football practice here in about 20 minutes, so I'm going to go check that out, just see who's there and not there and all that. We'll have some information for you. Got some interviews later tonight. Uh, Mitchell will join me tomorrow for the 573 report, and uh, hey, we're back. Uh, bye week's over. Five more weeks in the season, so we're here every day with you guys uh, during the week and uh, every Saturday. So you'll see a lot of us for the next uh, 30 days or so. So look forward to it. Thanks for watching. Remember to uh, hit the like button here. If you're listening on the podcast, leave a five-star review. And no matter where you're listening, uh, if you're interested in looking at a new home, refinance, anything to do with your mortgage, Brandon Barnes is the guy you got to hit up. Barnes at usa-mortgage.com. You can go to showmemortgage.com on the internet to uh, kind of ask your questions, just get a little consultation, maybe a, a quote. Um, you can email him. You can call him there at 573-818-2772 or 573-390-0001. Um, anywhere from Watson, Missouri to Sykeston, Missouri. Hit Brandon Barnes up and uh, see, I just show off my Missouri geography knowledge on this show, really. That's why I like to read Brandon's ads because I just pull out random towns. That is or northwest to southeast, if you are wondering. Um, Watson, Missouri is the last exit before Iowa. Sykeston way down in the boot heel. So anywhere in between there, hit up Brandon Barnes. If you're building a new house, if you're buying a new house, if you're refinancing the one you have, uh, if you maybe just want to figure out a way to, to get some money for a home improvement and you want to want to refinance and, and see what you can do there. Brandon can take care of all that stuff for you. Great customer service, competitive rates, uh, even talk a little Mizzou football recruiting with you. So hit up Brandon, give him the first shot at your business, and uh, keep coming back. Leave us good reviews, guys. Good to talk to you. We'll uh, see you later on.